0: This is my true love, The Office. There could be no better thing to talk about.
1: Welcome back to That's What They Said, where a father and son analyze the greatest TV show of all time, The Office. So don't burn your cheesy pita. Get your desert island answers ready and get to the stat room. And get to, <laughs> and get to the conference room. Stat, because it's time for the podcast where we break down The Office like no other you've ever heard. And uh, Griffin and I are here in the home office. Welcome Griffin Yaz. Hey everyone. <laughs> <Woo-hoo! laughs> Good kids cheering for Thank you Thank you. Good to be here. And so what we do is we count down the, by the way, I hope everyone out there is all right. We're recording this in the midst of the quarantine and all that nonsense. Griffin and I are, well, he's my son. I don't have to quarantine from him, Thank but you. we are holed up in the, the home studio here. And what we do on this podcast is we provide a couple of laughs. I hope you're uh, binging The Office at home or uh, binging whatever you're binging, but we're counting down the top 10 episodes ever of The Office, and we are going we're up to what number are we up to this is number four we're
0: up to number four so griff if you would as is your role thank you to recap the previous episodes so our first episode ever number 10 was basketball then came company picnic then the injury dinner party stress relief part one and part two those are two different episodes then office olympics and And now, now all right well i forget how we do this do we do a drum roll or something Would you like a drum roll? Sure. Do we comment about, because we did our clues last week. Oh, that's right. What were our clues last week? Do you remember? I I don't remember. Yours was iodine tablets. Oh, that's right. That's right. That should be all you need to know, you diehard Office fans. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, here we go. It's coming up. The number four is...
1: The fire. Yeah. (laughs) Woohoo! More kids. This week, I will be doing the synopsis of the episode... As read by Stanley Hudson, "The Fire" is the fourth episode of the second season of the American television. I'm going to stop show. you right there. All, All right. right, thank you. So, "The Fire" first aired on October 11th, 2005. The plot is as follows: Pam learns that Jim and his new girlfriend, Katie, played by none other than Amy Adams, have started dating. She's kind of annoyed by this. But what really the thrust of the episode is about is Michael is giving Ryan the temp, his review as requested by the temp company. He gives him the review. And then along the way, it's clear that Michael wants to be Ryan's mentor. He starts giving him tips for business and the, the top the, 10, 10 rules, business, rules of business. Yeah. And so then without warning, the fire alarm goes off. It doesn't look like it's a terrible fire or anything, but it's enough to evacuate everybody. The staff goes outside. Jim leads a round of games, just kind of silly board games, picking things, games. We'll explain that later. Eventually, Dwight bursts and runs back into the office to retrieve Michael's cell phone. But when he comes out, he has discovered the origin of the fire. It is a cheesy pita that Ryan put in. And so Ryan went from being Michael's hero to the butt of jokes. Because he was the one that started the fire. Absolutely. And led to the famous song, Ryan Started the Fire. But we'll get to that too. So we go through the categories. Should we start with our best lines? Sure, best
0: lines category. All right, yeah. Why don't you go first? My best lines. Okay, so first is when Michael's giving his evaluation of Ryan. And it's the first question, it's kind of a little awkward, just between the two of them sitting in his office, mm-hmm. and the question Michael reads aloud is, has your worker been like proficient in necessary skills? Right. And Michael says, excellent! Yeah, he tries to <laughs> throw him off the scent, but Ryan's not really No, no reaction by that whatsoever. Shot. Here, we can play that one. Now he wants to know what I think. The temp agency wants to know what you think. Shall we? Let us proceed. First
1: up, proficiency in necessary skills. Excellent. (laughs) Ryan's like really unmoved by the joke. Michael has a habit of doing fake takes to employees like fake
0: firing. Yeah. Which never works out well for him. Right. What um, else you got? My next one, you probably have something similar. This is a great line when he's talking about why he exited the building first. Yeah. And he gets to the, finally, after his whole spiel about how women are equal in the workplace, he says, I let them out first. I have a lawsuit on my hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll get more into that scene when we get into our deleted scene, but I'll keep moving on to okay, yeah, do it. When Dwight is upset at Ryan because he went to business school and Michael calls Dwight a nerd or a jerk or whatever, he says, I hope the war goes on forever and Ryan gets drafted. (laughs) I know. And then he says, oh, sorry, only part of me meant it. I know. That was a weird scene. And and Yeah, Dwight, there's not a draft anymore,
1: by the way, if you hadn't noticed. There is a draft.
0: There could be a draft.
1: Well, you sign up for the draft. No, that's not what the draft is, Griff. You You sign up for the draft. Silly, silly. teenager no the draft means you got to go there hasn't been a draft since Vietnam right you but can you have volunteer to sign
0: up to be in the pool at the, at the
1: draft board maybe but there's no uh, this is a silly thing
0: you have to sign up like when you're 18 you have to sign up my friend yeah my friend Michael couldn't apply to college until he signed up for whatever it's called yeah really? yeah all right I didn't know that thank you but they don't actually draft you like c- compel you to go no
1: that's what the draft uh, used to mean okay. okay so got any more lines or that cover the That's lines. it for me. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have that many. I, I like the scene in the same, in the Ryan review, where Michael is trying to do his imitation of Yoda, which he has done <laughs> at, at, at various points in the in uh-huh. the series, right? And he says, much have you ever learned? Do you know who that is? Trying to impress Ryan. <laughs> Ryan says, Fozzie Bear? <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> it's just great. Michael's just so crestfallen after that. R- shortly after that, he, he gives him the first rule of business, which is one of my lines. You have to play to win. But you, but have, you to have to, to win to play. <laughs> it soon becomes clear that Michael thinks he can reverse any phrase, and it sounds what. And I actually thought about that and have thought about it. You play to win, but you have to win to play. I guess it sort of kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense, actually. But, all right, It's, well, it's what about what? like a corrupt system. Like, right. yeah, you're fine. Keep and the next line I have is the most awkward line when they're playing Jim's game, which is simply called, who do you do? It's like, who do you want to get in bed with in the office? and Michael said, Mike and <laughs> Jim as a joke to deflect his crush on Pam. He says, "Oh, Kevin, I'd definitely snuggle up with Kevin." And it's funny. And then Michael comes along, thinks he's going to be funny, says, "I would definitely have sex with Ryan." And it's just <laughs> delivered all wrong. It's just <laughs> the it landed like a uh, lead weight. So, yeah, that's all I had for lines. Perfect. Trivia next? Let's do trivia. All right. I'll hit you. Ready? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Angela is asked what three books she would take to a desert lion, a desert lion, a desert island. What, can you tell me how she responds to the question? What
0: three books would you take? The Bible. That's right. Then the second one is like a long one. I... Don't know. A purpose-driven life. And then what is her And third? then she says, no, I won't the, answer. Right. <laughs> and then Phyllis starts, and her first one is the Da Vinci Code. And then Angela says, oh, the Da Vinci Code. I would take the Da Vinci Code so I could burn the Da, yes. da Vinci Code.
1: <laughs> Very good. Oop, wrong. Sound effect. Thank Very you. good, Griff. Yeah, that was complete because I guess she did want the third book after all to burn it. And then, of course, Dwight has to pipe in. That would yeah. last about that'll four keep seconds. <laughs> keep you warm about four seconds. What else you got? No, it's your trivia. Oh, it's my trivia. You're right. I'm sorry. Michael is trying to be profound to Ryan through this whole episode. He walks up to his car, which is a very ordinary car, a Sebring convertible. And he says to him, image is everything. And then he provides the source of that quote. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you that. Uh, I was going to say, what famous tennis player is referenced? There you go. Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi is absolutely right. Very good.
1: Next question from me this is going to be an easy one, but Michael is trying to explain why he didn't go to college. And he said, you know who actually he doesn't even say, you know who else didn't go to college. He says, you know who else didn't go to business school. And then he
0: names three people. Tracy McGrady, That's Kobe right. Bryant, LeBron James. Yeah, absolutely right. All three across the board. It's a little bit chilling to watch this today and hear
1: Kobe's name come yeah. up again since he's not with us. That's sad.
0: That was uh, all the trivia I had. You all want right. to hit me? I'll go for you. Okay. Um, when they're exiting the building, mm-hmm. um, my Dwight yells out to Kelly, says, remove your stockings. Yeah. Why is she to remove her stockings? They'll melt right into your flesh. That's right. So that, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, I thought that was weird. My second is, where did Michael lose the money that he saved while working at a fast food restaurant? In a pyramid scheme. In a pyramid scheme <laughs> That's is right. That's a good question. <laughs> and then I had a bonus one, which okay. I'd never heard before until watching it again. Yeah. This episode again. What does Dwight and Michael want Ryan to do with the cheesy pita? Oh. After they learn, like, there was the reason for the fire. Well... They, I'm going to like you can assume. Hem, hem and ha, but
1: they said it has nothing to do with business school, right? Because the first no. thing they say is, oh, they didn't teach you in business school. No, I don't. Uh, that, you stumped me. What, what is have it? You to pull
0: up this this clip because it's when Jim starts walking over to Amy Adams or walking over, what's her yep. name? Amy Adams. And the camera pans, but you hear in the background, Dwight says, eat it. <laughs> is this before or after Dwight asked him, "Was it worth it, Temp?" Before okay,
1: because that's also a funny line because it it makes no sense. Like, was it it worth it? it, Was it worth it? How could in what world would it be worth it? No, exactly. He just wanted to make a cheesy, cheesy pita. Okay, here's we join the action here with Dwight having emerged with the evidence. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess they don't teach how to operate a toaster oven in business. school. That's exactly they're... what I said. Hey, did you miss that day there, Ryan? Were you absent? To- Toast <coughs> Oven 101. You failed? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh.
0: Great acting here. When Michael's yeah. just hey, cracking up to I the I know it'll
1: impress everybody.
0: I'll start a fire.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Bad idea. Bad idea, Jeans. Uh, i have a song attention everyone that i want to see so he sing. goes into the song that's after the test song test i guess yeah, yeah you can test
0: the test the when i was up there Let's among the
1: flames ready Everybody in my heart. Heart. <laughs> the fire. okay here we go Eat it. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Wow. Hey, you? Wow. Good catch, Griff. He tells him to eat it. Thank you. That was my bonus question. And that, that was a hard one. And that's a really good one. And, and very in character for Dwight because he's just, he, he's now he's seized to the upper hand and he's like, eat it. cherish ha. it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. All right. Let's see. We're up to, are we up to uh, deleted scenes? No. Oh, our MVP. oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I didn't have the uh, sound effect ready. So vamp for a minute, Griff. I'm Say hi to all your friends out there.
0: Shout out Meat for committing to University of Pittsburgh. Congratulations. Way to go on, meet. Thanks, meet. Terrific
1: phony press conference. He did. We both enjoyed it. Yep. Anyway. Oh, how appropriate. MVP on an episode where we just mentioned LeBron and Kobe. All <laughs> right. You want to go you go T
0: Mac everyone MVP? I don't well, I don't think so. Okay. Good. My MVP is Dwight. Mine too. <laughs> oh my god, we're on a roll lately I know, I know For those listeners that haven't been listening for the past episodes yeah. We have named the same MVP and Sleeper I think we named the same Sleeper two episodes ago And then we had the same MVP and Sleeper last episode right. and when the podcast opened We went
1: like four episodes without mat- matching on either I Right, yeah. interesting right. Yeah, so uh, why Dwight?
0: Obviously Dwight because the whole sequence where he's like sad And they're asking him like his favorite Desert Island movie And he's talking about Ryan and the war. He's just hilarious throughout the episode. Mm. And then he finally gets his charisma back and starts singing the song, the iconic Ryan started the fire song. He has to get a VP in this episode.
1: Yeah. I had Dwight down as well for all the reasons you mentioned. He's, he's very funny when he's despondent and sitting in his car, listening to that REM song, everybody hurts just pathetic over the top pity, self pity. And then, the song is, is... He actually nails the, all the words of the Billy Joel... The song is just the Billy Joel song, but instead of... We didn't start the fire, it's Ryan started the fire. But he at the end, he says it with such gusto. Maybe I'll pull Can that Can you name up.
0: another time when Billy Joel is referenced? Well, yeah.
1: Michael Scott, I think, secretly... This will probably be a hot take down the road somewhere. Actually, it will be in a future episode, I think. But Michael Scott, I think, has a Billy Joel thing because... He, I mean uh, when Dwight references. Oh, Yes! He tries to cheer Michael up for some reason. He takes out this flutey thing, and he plays The Longest Time <laughs> by Billy Joel. This is William the Joel. The Longest Time,
0: William Joel. Yeah. That's um, Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. Wow. Good memory.
1: Good pull. Thank this is, you. This is the, the fire song.
0: Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker Television, North Korea, South Korea, Maryland, Monroe. Ryan started the fire.
1: <laughs> and that was after he'd already done the song. This is another one. for? A why, why is
0: Ryan apologizing to Dwight? Like, what so what yeah i know <laughs> like I'm, I know. So, I'm sorry i burned the building down he,
1: i think he didn't know what to do yeah right sleeper wait hold on we, wouldn't be sleeper without playing the uh, sleeper sound effect and here it is <laughs> all right you want me to go speaking sleep? of stooges and oh yeah that's <laughs> right three oh. stooges snore three stooges mentioned in this episode uh, you want me to go or you want please to go? i had angela you didn't know. anything. Did not, not. Did not oh, okay. Angela. All right. All right. So, the Street comes good. to an the street end. Street comes to an end. That's all right. I and Angela, it was hard picking a sleeper. It was. Because Michael's good as always, but Michael is just kind of typical Michael.
0: Mine's never. I didn't want to pick. Michael can never be a sleeper. It's, well, well, right. He's too major of a role. No, I'm just thinking of like all the people that made a difference in the uh, episode. Yes, you're yes. right. So, so, and. I feel like Jim's also too like
1: up there to yeah, be a, a sleeper. Exactly. I would never make Jim a sleeper either. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point, Chris. So, I went with Angela just because. It kind of established. This is we're still in the first season here, right? Did we say what what this this was? Second Second season, yeah, season two, episode four to be exact. First season was only six episodes, so we're still really early on, right? And Angela kind of turns into more of Angela the wench, the the stubborn, just rigid, tight ass, (laughs) right? Exactly. And so I just like the way she answered the. I already asked you the trivia question. She wouldn't. She even refuses to give a a third. And then and and then there's a just great awkward moment when. They're talking about who they would do, and Roy says what you just said, the Christian chicken. She's like, my name is Angela. So it's not a great sleeper. I'm not even that proud of it, but that's mine. What's yours? My sleeper
0: is Roy. Oh, I had that as another possibility. Because this is like one of the only episodes where I don't think Roy is like a total D-bag. Like, you know what I mean? He's usually like... Like, you always have it out for him because he gets in the way of Jim and Pam being together. But in this episode, he, like, gets away from the warehouse guys because they're being a bunch of jerks. That's what he says. And yeah. he's, like, actually kind of funny and actually yeah. kind of, like, personable. Which is like his, the line line of, episode. his line about everybody being gay doesn't hold up that well. That was pretty <laughs> funny, <laughs> though. Funny enough.
1: All right. So that's a good one. I like that. All right, let's. We'll take a, a break just for a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network, where we produce this podcast and many others. It's pod six one seven com. You want your own podcast? You might think yeah, that's something you should put on hold during this quarantine over the coronavirus but we would suggest otherwise we can record all of our podcasts remotely there are people out there that want to hear your voice go to pod617.com to get started you can schedule a time when we can talk and then we'll record you remotely we'll even send you out a microphone for free pod617.com in pod we trust all right so we me and griff perused some deleted scenes and we griffin astutely picked one where Michael is talking. It's right along the lines when he's talking in the parking lot. Do you remember what the subject was precisely? Yeah, he's talking it-
0: about why he left the building first. That's it's another right. alternate explanation to why he would have had a lawsuit on his hands. That's right. And here he is. Yes. Yes, I ran
1: out first. A captain is always the first one on the ship and the last one off the ship. And... This parking lot is our ship when the building is on fire. So I ran
0: out onto the ship. is <laughs> <Okay. laughs> the
1: worst. I, I, it's so far fetched that they didn't include it in the show. But, yeah. but it's always funny to hear him try the to explain explanation's The other explanation is probably a
0: little better. The lawsuit one, which it's probably a little funnier. It's but funnier. it's still funny I mean, that they didn't put terrible. this in.
1: Right. <laughs> All right. We move on to shrewding it. I really shrewded it. So this is the segment where where we poke holes in the episode and talk about maybe inconsistencies or things that didn't sit right with us. You want to go back and forth on this? I, sure. Okay. My first shrewding it is... The games that Jim proposes, so he proposes Desert Island, where you pick your favorite movies you would take to a desert island. Yes. He does Who'd You Do. W- right. Who'd You Do and Would You Rather. So he, they never get to a Would You Rather, I guess. Right. But my question is, like, Who Would You Rather is a genuine game. Like, would you rather eat five pounds of peanut butter with mustard mixed in or spend four weeks with your mother-in-law? Something like that. Yes. And you have to pick. That's a game. Who would you do is not a game. Yeah, like, what is it? It's what just
0: this thing. It's just they're just. And it going seems right. like some people know how to play. Like it seems like like and Stanley knows how to play.
1: Well, there you go. That's the second part of my shooting. It Stanley actually says when he is strangely put in charge. This is before the Stanley character was really built out. I guess, as this curmudgeon, and Stanley says, "Come on, people. The rules of the game. It's like what are the rules what are the of rules? the game? <laughs> there are no rules. They just talk about who they would like to sleep with. And horrible idea. It's,
0: and it's, also the the first part where. Jim's like stops everyone from, like, oh, I need to go over the rules. Like, I need to – because people blurt out, like, oh, I would sleep with Pam. I would sleep with Pam. Right. What are the rules? That seemed like exactly what the game was, Uh, that he had to stop them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No sense. That's a shooting it. All right, you go.
0: My shooting it first is, wouldn't you be a little more concerned if you heard the fire alarm go off in your paper company? Yeah. Like, think about it. The warehouse is literally filled – only with paper right and everyone's very casual i think it's dwight that says it's a tinder box ready to blow yeah it's one time when he's actually right this place is is literally made for burning but i would be a little more concerned i wouldn't strut out of the the building and this is before stress relief right it's stress relief where yes it is this is before that so dwight hasn't faked a fire before that right
1: yeah yeah right this is the first of two fires (laughs) featured in the series. And by the way, Michael panics in both situations. Yes. Because he runs out <laughs> first in the second one. He goes, hey, everybody for himself. So he, this is a, a subtle shrewding it, but there's a sequence with Michael and Ryan, and he says to Ryan, well, call my cell phone because I don't have it. If you call it, like, Dwight will hear it because he's looking for it in the office. And Ryan does this thing, was like, oh, I don't, he, Michael's like, you punched it in. Just He's like, no, nah, I didn't. So he hands the phone to Michael, and you notice what Michael does? He hits, like, one button... He doesn't punch in seven digits, yeah, or or ten digits, or any digits, and it, it just—he doesn't even look at the phone. No, he just goes <laughs> bing, bing,
0: and then so, so that's weird. If he didn't punch it in, why did it, it was so quick? It's—I know that's nitpicky, but that's fine. All right, your turn. We've already kind of highlighted over one of mine that mm-hmm. all of a sudden Stanley like is the life of the party and actually likes games and is like completely out of his character in this episode. But then mm-hmm. my other shooting it—it's—it's it's more of a question to you if it's actually a shooting it. Dwight has a bandage on his hand throughout yeah. like the entire episode and he has it right when they leave the the office. Yeah. Where does, where does he get this bandage actually, from? Like what's it
1: for? I almost wrote that down, but I thought I actually said to myself, I must have
0: missed something. That's what but, I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. But that's weird. He has it for the entirety of the episode, and yeah. I'm just really curious because he never cuts his hand, he never touches anything yeah, yeah, that's that, hotter. That's obviously something they would normally explain. If they wouldn't. You wouldn't just. Right. I wonder if yeah. there's like a deleted scene where
1: it's referenced. But yeah.
0: Quite possibly.
1: Wow. The unsolved. Well, I'm mysteries. glad we had
0: both. The you you didn't have it down too.
1: Yeah. But, no, yeah. No. I, I. I. It's just weird. It, yeah. It's, and it's obvious. Like it's a huge like yeah, kind of oversized
0: wrap. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one.
1: Wait, hold on. Actually, I'm looking at a scene just before that, and Dwight does not appear to have a bandage on before the fire. He doesn't
0: have it on when he's inside the office, but I'm pretty sure when he leaves, that's when it all of a sudden appears. Uh, Oh, so I guess we could surmise he sustained it
1: during that, when he grabbed the... Oh, I know what it is. When
0: he grabbed the fire
1: hydrant at the whatever. At no, the, when he smashes the for the fire extinguisher. That's right. That's, that's right. That's it. All right. We just saw it. It's not asserting it. We take it back. Um, the office is perfect. Of office. Sorry. Yeah, it all makes sense. But, you know, because he in a panic smashes to get the fire extinguisher out of the glass. Which there's usually a steel rod that you can use okay. to, to do that. And by the way, why are fire extinguishers in glass like that? Anyway, that's not your fault. The creators of the office. Also, why does he grab it? Like, <laughs> no, he freaks he out. That, that was one of mine. Was if Dwight is such a, a super like knowledgeable on certain stupid things like safety, and he knows like at what rate different things burn. Like he would know stuff like that. Why on earth would he take the the big jug off the water cooler and start throwing it into the <laughs> snack room or whatever that was to try to put out the fire before then later going to the fire extinguisher? Yes. You know what I mean? And by the way, apparently you don't... I'm not a firefighter, but apparently water is not good. Like that's no, not. It's what, not. That's not what you use to put out a fire.
0: So bad on you, Dwight. A little bit of shrewding it there. You got another one? Or? Yeah, so this is my best one. I always say my best shooting it for last. Oh. So there's a quote when... They're trying to figure out their count off. They're trying to tally everyone up. And Dwight comes over to Michael and says, you're number one. We need a number for Ryan. Right. And. Ryan says, okay. Ryan says, okay, too. And Dwight says, no. And then Dwight says, and I quote, you can have 14. Marjorie is not here today. Oh, my God. Who's Marjorie? Wow, Griff, that's a good one. Also... Maybe Marjorie is that woman in the last, our last maybe, episode. <laughs> however, yeah. I would raise you that there are only 14 people <laughs> in the office. And therefore, if we only know of 14 characters, it's impossible for Marjorie to be number 14. This is your best shooting it ever. Thank you. I'm just, I'm so proud that you're my son. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I raised you right.
1: You're right. That's fantastic. Wait, did you count Devin in the 14, though?
0: Oh, shoot. I did not count Devin. That would be 15. So therefore, it's possible Marjorie could still be fourteen. I, I don't know. No, I didn't count. Them. Devin, the hardcore
1: fans of The Office, will know. <clears throat> he actually gets fired in the the episode that follows this episode. Mm-hmm. The fire, the Halloween episode, and it comes down to him. And Dwight. That did and Creed. That, and him Sorry, and Creed. him and Creed. Obviously not Dwight. Him and Creed. And one interesting factoid, once again, I'll give a shout out to another great podcast about The Office <laughs> Ladies with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. And they mentioned on the podcast that they Creed and Devin mm-hmm. were not role main characters. They were background characters. They really didn't have lines up until that episode. And they had to fire someone in the episode, but as it turns out, that was, they were actually trying to decide between the two actors as well, going into that episode. So in other words, one of them really was going to be off the show and it could have been Creed. That's horrible. I know, but I guess at some point, and actually Creed, uh, Creed Bratton was on this podcast. He said he thinks they shot that before they even decided who was going to get fired. Cause if you notice the sequences they shoot with those two are just the two of them fighting for their job. And that, well, later they must've shot the the piece where Devin goes out in a blaze of glory right. and, and tells everyone to screw except for a few people. Anyway, we digress. So that was your best shooting it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't have it. a, I don't have another really good one, but I have a couple minor ones. The scene when Jim and Pam are kind of sort of pranking Dwight and like egging him on and making him even more sad when he's in the car. And then Jim says, hey, you should quit Dwight. That'd show him both. It's too over the top. It's not it's just not the best acting moment for either one of them. They're much too pleased with themselves. Mm -hmm. And Dwight is genuinely... Upset and usually they're willing to prank Dwight in the everyday But I, I don't think the evolved characters of Jim and Pam would have been quite that cruel if Dwight was like genuinely upset So that's one of them and then I had I think it's awkward when they walk away Pam thrusts her arms in her bony mm-hmm. arms in the air and it, it just doesn't it didn't sit right Yeah, Th- this is a really minor one, but after Dwight goes dashing into the building Roy is strangely, like, active in the background. He's, like, motioning yes, to somebody. Yes, I know Did exactly you what that? you're saying. Yeah, it yeah. looks
0: like he's calling over to someone from the warehouse, right. but it's, like, a little awkward because they just have to, like, stand there in the background during that scene, and he's, yeah. like, blatantly moving around. That might have been a genuine blooper. I'm not sure, but it might have been that the actor was actually motioning
1: for someone and maybe didn't realize he was in the shot. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was curious. It's it was weird. Yeah, it's very blatant if you go back and watch it. <laughs> and how did Dwight actually get the PETA? Like, I can see that's another know, you one. You know what I mean? If the firemen are in there doing their job, they might allow Dwight to come up there without, th- like, literally throwing him out. Like, we're taking care of a fire here, buddy. Get out of here. They allow him to go in and take out the origin of the fire and just walk right <laughs> out. So my one
0: theory would <laughs> yeah. be that, like, they completely controlled the fire and everything was under were control done. beforehand, and then they just, like, handed it to him. Could have been. Could've but been. It, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like it was taking more than just a small amount of time to extinguish this fire so right right also no damage due to this fire ever seen in yeah show. i guess
1: they could have put it out before it got much beyond the kitchen i don't know but one other minor one jim and and they brought this up on the office ladies podcast also but jim calls the game desert island and it actually should be deserted island because that's what we're talking about desert island doesn't mean anything <laughs> and, and, and yet, I, it's weird. I've never questioned it all these years. Yeah. I don't know if maybe people use it, like, interchangeably. The whole point is deserted. There's no one else there. Right. That's the whole point, right? It's, it has nothing to do with the desert. A desert island. A desert. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, finally, I, I just thought it was, it's not necessarily shrewding. It's just kind of a weird observation. Like, it's brought up that Michael didn't go to college in this episode. Yes. I just realized there's no mention of with the exception of Andy Bernard later in the season, like I- imploring everyone and reminding everyone he went to Cornell, there's never mention of where anybody else went to college. I don't know if that's, that's weird. A little or weird one, yeah, it, it's it, maybe it's weird to us because we feel like we know all these people. <laughs> we feel like we should have some clue as to where they went to college. Did did Pam say she played volleyball in college? She did. She didn't did. She? Pam she played didn't a say little way. bit in yeah. Cornell.
0: Yeah. But okay. she went to the Pratt Institute. Well, that's true, but that's a
1: graduate degree, right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We move on from shooting it. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. It's the George Foreman uh, hot take of the week. Is that what we call it? I yes. feel like there's something missing there. No, no absolutely. Just, okay, I'll get George the bacon. Hot. Get the
0: bacon on the grill. Don't step on it. And all right, you go first, Chris. My hot take. Funny that you mentioned. You almost always steal my stuff. Like you almost like always hint over it. Just because we're we're always on the same page here. Is that? Despite not going to college and being a manager, yeah, I feel like Michael's done really well for himself. Well, it's it's true. And some people can not go to college and
1: kind of come up through sales and just kind of make their way. But I do feel like most of the people in the office, with a few exceptions, like I don't think Meredith went to college, but sure. like Jim seems like he went to college. Oscar, for sure, an accountant. They come off as...
0: Smart, and yet Michael is the head of this thing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with and you. It said, and I'll raise you. This was a really interesting scene for me because it's the one where Ryan and Michael are in the car together. Mm-hmm. And Michael is... Sorry, Ryan, I said Ryan and Michael are in the car together? Yeah, well... Ryan and Michael the, are in the car together. You to got it right
1: that time. I, maybe I didn't hear you the first time. Michael
0: is talking about... How he's not smart enough, like how Ryan's so smart. Yeah, you're so much smarter. Yeah, Michael says that he was made a manager at a very young age, so it's Mm. hard for him to come across as a friend when he's so successful. Right? Is that foreshadowing at all? Yeah, it seems like the exact same thing happens to Ryan Howard later in the show. That's a great hot take. Thank you. You could add that there was foreshadowing also when Ryan said he's going to own
1: his own business, and Michael says, that's ridiculous. Michael Scott goes on to own his own business, albeit short-lived. Michael Michael Scott Paper paper Company. company. Yeah. And the next one he opens might be called Michael. He's because he has no shortage. That's one of them. That's (laughs) one of them. (laughs) Uh okay my my hot take is very weird but I think like the producers of the office are messing with us because it seems like the objects behind Michael on the desk <laughs>
0: change and so how would you describe what's going on there Griff it's like three Okay so we have three like stuffed bears maybe rabbits all dressed weirdly Strangely. there's one that's dressed as a boxer one that looks right. almost like a founding father with like a yeah, top hat like Abe Lincoln and then one with like a robe on Yeah, it's very strange, and i got to believe it means something, but I
1: don't know what. And then also right in front of them are... There's a pair of of 10-pound hand weights, which... Dumbbells, yeah. Dumbbells, which is Michael's pretend that he's in awesome shape. I've never seen those before. Well, that's what I'm saying. They might not be in any other episode. I don't know. My other hot take is just that the fans of the British office will notice that the style of this series moved away from the British office. This one became a little bit more silly. The the British version of the office was a little dark. They're both awesomely funny. But one of the little devices that they borrowed from the UK version was between shots sometimes you'll see somebody just doing an office thing. There is a shot in this episode. It lasts less than one second and it's Meredith stapling a paper and that's it. (laughs) Did you notice that? They used to do that. And just to kind of let people know everyone's still in an office, it's still boring, everyone's doing mundane things. It's something that only freaks like uh, me would notice and probably nice. you too. Good one. And um, that's my hot
0: take. So all we got left is the Dundies, right? Let's present our Dundies. All right.
1: You um, want me to go
0: first? You go. Yeah. My Dundee for the closeted coworker goes mm. to Oscar because yeah. when they start playing the who'd you do game right away, he and I think Kevin blurred out at the same time, Pam, yeah. And it's either really great acting or Oscar doesn't know that he's gay yet. Because right, because they haven't written that into the character Exactly. Yet. Ooh, so he's really closeted at this time.
1: Yeah. That's a good Dundee, Griff. Thank Very you. good. My Dundee goes to best office visitor done well. I can't think of another example of someone, an actor-actress who was on the show and then went on to crazy fame, and that's Amy Adams is in this episode. Ooh, she's, good in, one. she's in a few episodes, but she goes on to win an Academy Award. She goes on to be in all kinds of huge movies. I liked her in The fi- the Fighter. No. Yeah, The Fighter with with Mackie Mack Wahlberg. She had a little bit of a boss next. Is uh, she in
0: La La Land, maybe?
1: No. That, well, that's Emma Stone, right? Dang it. But is amy adams in it also no i don't know she's in a ton of movies amy adams yeah so and i can't think of another there are people on the office steve carell is obviously a huge star but to have a guest role for three episodes that's my dundee nothing too amazing but i like it so thank you man so this is exciting because griffin has prepared the outro wait did you do it last week i, I did remember. do it last week oh okay so this is the second week in a row so you're an old pro thank you but thank you for listening to this edition Of the Oh, I put on the intro instead of the outro. I'm just making all kinds of mistakes today. (laughs) For cripe's sake, here we go. Thank you for listening to That's What They Said. Subscribe to this on Apple Podcast. If people are fans of the office, do us a favor, share it. Like it on Apple Podcast. This is a production of pod617.com. Go to that website if you're interested in your own podcast. So, thank you, Griff. I I had a blast once
0: again. Why don't you you pose your questions, my friend? So, I'll ask everyone... Why does Dwight need some alone time? Why is The Office playing Who'd You Do? And why can we all not get Billy Joel out of our heads? Why? Because that's what they said! That's what they said! (laughs)